Yes, yes, yes. This is the dopest podcast in the DMV. The yeah. HL Podcast. Yeah. It is our HL Weekend Vibes. Today's date is November 13th, mm. 2021. Almost out of 2021. Approaching 2022. Crazy. We are presented to you all by the Harris Firm and Willpower Innovations. I am Amrock yeah. alongside your boy Chief. In the building. We are in the building right now. People, 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 please check out our previous episodes and interviews on our YouTube channels, the yeah. HL Podcast and the EEM Network and all major podcast platforms. Please check out our previous episode, episode 88, that's mm. available right now. YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that. Radio, Apple Podcasts, all, that. all of that. All, right? all yeah. of that. Also, people, please follow us on IG, TikTok, and Facebook at the HL Podcast right now. Mm. What's been new, man? Man, this this is a great day to be speaking, man. I can I can say a lot of folks can't really say that. Facts. So to be up speaking, man, it's just a blessing. Thank God. Thank God, man. It's episode eighty nine, people. Of 89. course, the lineup as always. We got one this day, the most known unknown. Chief is gonna drop some of his wisdom mm. for you people out there. The mm. shisha of the day. HL News, where we talk talk about sports, culture, politics, and what's happening in the DMV. Yeah. Our top five or ten. <laughs> it's going to be a little interesting. And, of course, we're going to end with Round with Rock. Let's so get first it. up, on this date, the most known unknown, Carl B. Stokes, people. Mm. Carl B. Stokes was the first black mayor of a major city when he was elected mayor on this date in Cleveland. Whoa. In 1967. Whoa. In Cleveland. Wow, that's different. The first black mayor of a major U.S. city. In the North. Right, and in the North. Well, that kind of makes sense more so than the South. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially not in Jackson, Mississippi. Nah, we still trying to figure out we can get them positions. <laughs> right, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You yeah. probably wouldn't see no black man down there. So nah. Cleveland, yeah, that makes make sense. sense. Mm-hmm. What makes sense? Carl B. Stokes was born on June twenty first, nineteen twenty seven. Really? Passed away on April third, nineteen ninety six. Mm. So he lived sixty nine years. Wow. Sixty nine years. Right, passed right before his seven year birthday. Wow. But nevertheless, uh, this man became a news anchor, a judge, and a U.S. ambassador. Okay. Mm. Born to Carl Stokes, a laundry worker mm. who died when he was two, and Louise Stone Stokes, a cleaning woman. Wow, bro. He was raised with his brother in the first federally funded housing project for the poor. Mm. Okay. So, as we call that, you know, public housing, basically. Right. Today, right? Um, he did a lot of studies. Did a lot of studies. Several colleges earning his bachelor's at the University of Minnesota in 1954. Graduated from Cleveland Marshall Law School in 56. And also um, was admitted to the Ohio Bar in 1957. So, when wow. they elected this man, he came with some some credentials. Man, he had right? discipline all behind him, didn't he? Facts. Dang. First black Democrat to 
be elected to the House, the, the Ohio House of Representatives in 1962. Wow. Okay. He served three terms and narrowly lost the bid for mayor of Cleveland um, in 1956. So he actually attempted the first time. Six and years later, yeah. It. In, in 67. So, huh. Oh, in 67. Yeah, 67. Yeah, yeah, 67. Yeah, 67. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, you know, just salute to that man, Carl B. Stokes. More people should know his name. The first hmm. black mayor of a major U.S. city in Cleveland, Ohio, November 13th, D. 1967. D. Amazing. Still standing on his shoulders. Appreciate That's, you, man. That's great, man. That's great. Great. People, movement. Hmm. Okay, so today in 1956, all right, well, let's back it up, let's back it up, 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 back it up. I wish I had that button, I ain't got that one. No, it's all good. So, in December of 55, 1955, what do y'all think was going on, people? December 1955, we talking about the Deep South, Mm. we're talking about a time where black people on every form of transportation, whether yep. it was plane, whether it was train, yep. and also bus, had to sit in the back, all right? You were separated from white people, okay? All because of the color of your skin. If they didn't believe you, why when you go up to a sign back in that day and say, white only, colored only, if it weren't about the skin color? So, the second woman, Okay, because a lot of mm. people forget the first one, but the second woman that decided to protest public transportation, Rosa Parks, in 1955, all right, started a movement, and that was called the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Yep. All right, led by the great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. All right, uh, and many others. Okay, yep. uh, as highlighted in the movie uh, Selma and and various other films and documentaries, all right? There were a whole bunch of people mm. that were part of this movement other than Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. Now, we say those names because, you know, that's that's who we all remember and, yeah. and honestly, that's who jump-started. Yeah, and it pointed us to the time exactly. that we're talking about. That's what, why we do that. Like, all right, Martin yeah. oh, I know what time we right. <laughs> That's the crazy part about it. Exactly, right? So, uh-huh. this lasted for an entire year. Yep. Okay, now in yep. June of 56, all right, um, Montgomery, Alabama, okay, uh, ruled that, and I want to make sure I get this uh, correct when I say it. They ruled. That the separation of black passengers and white passengers, okay, the racial segregation of black passengers and white passengers as far seated on buses violated the what? 14th Amendment. Wow. To the U.S. Constitution. And that 14th Amendment is? If you didn't see it on Netflix, <laughs> go look it up. Matter of fact, Amber, I'm about to get you real quick. Because you got yeah, the... I, was trying, to, I was trying to remember the exact definition, but I got it. Please say that again for me. Bring me in again, please. In the 14th Amendment... Is what again? All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the tradition thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall oblige the privileges 
or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny it to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. That is section one. That's section one. Woo! Bruh. Due process, all that. We don't get that. Hmm. It's in the Constitution. So, Montgomery said, again, that racial segregation, seating on buses, violated that same principle, which other uh, uh, city and state federal courts before this all took place were stating that, you know, they tried to uh, 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 mix the words within the 14th Amendment to benefit what they were trying to do. Manipulation, yeah. There you go, right? So, no, they finally said, no, 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 no. Based on the 14th Amendment, this is a violation of people's rights in the state of Alabama. Facts. So, on this date, November 13th, 1956, the Supreme Court Mm. upheld Mm. those lower court's decisions, okay? And then ultimately, on December 21st in 1956, the boycott ended. It lasted 381 days. Remember that? Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were going hard. Remember, uh, Chief Wisdom, we were speaking about, like, all the numbers and stuff that they had on that and mm-hmm. how all the small-time businesses, the black black businesses, was was thriving because we actually stopped spending with them and was spending with our own and started creating, like, taxis and all of that. They were carpooling, bro. Mm-hmm. Walking. Walking. Now, that's not a stand. As a people, try to do a boycott now, we'll have some trouble, you know, this was right. a whole city doing it. Hmm. You think we can get a whole city right now to do one thing? It's gonna be tough. And and in you know, uh, uh, perfect fashion, in June mm-hmm. of 1957, four four black churches and homes of prominent black leaders were bombed. Of course, King's House was as well. Right. Later that month. Montgomery police arrested seven of those bombers. All, all were members of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm. Same like, sound like the same old story to me. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like, you know, when when certain people don't get their way, they retaliate in what we call violence. That narrative, man, is still around. Hmm. But nevertheless, uh, again, on this date in 1956, the Supreme Court upheld the Montgomery's decision back on June of 1956, which again stated that the racial uh, segregation of buses violated, violated the 14th Amendment. Mm. They were all on point with that one. Facts. And people, people, very special birthday to the EGOT legend, Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. Born Karen Elaine Johnson. Really? In New York City. Did not know that, Whoopi. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so where, where did Whoopi Goldberg come from? So ultimately she was doing, you know, a lot of um, 
lot of her one woman shows back mm. in the eighties, right? And then just along her way coming up. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg emerged. I love her in the movie uh Eddie. Eddie. I like that movie. Uh, she so she won the Academy Award for her role in Ghost mm. with uh, Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and Demi Moore. She won the Best Supporting Actress. Um, she did. She won a Golden Globe as well uh, for The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't think she was even nominated for that, which was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, she won an Emmy Award and she also won a Grammy Award for um, Best Comedy Album. Mm. So that's why she has the EGOT. She is one of 16 entertainers to have an EGOT. All right, again, which means you have won an Emmy, a Grammy, uh, an Academy Award, and a Tony Award. Mm-hmm. All right, and Tony Awards are uh, for plays. Yeah. Right? So, you know, just an incredible career that she had. Uh, again, like you said, uh, Chief, you know, she was in an abundance of. Yes. Uh, films. Yes. She's a comedian. She's mm-hmm. an activist mm-hmm. uh, uh, for women's rights, mm-hmm. for black people's rights. Mm-hmm. All right, right now she's on the the this view. The view. Or the yeah, I think yeah, it's one, view. yeah. Uh, So just an incredible career that mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg has had. She has always, always, always been true to herself. Agree. Right? And that's what you rarely see in the industry nowadays. People just through the years, you can never say Whoopi Goldberg. With never herself. <laughs> she literally had a um, a whole um, speech in front of a graduation class. I forget what school she was. And the theme was her always being herself. Mm-hmm. She literally talked about that. You know, sometimes some of the speeches are drawn out. They'd be going like 10 minutes. She took five minutes and told them, this ain't going to be long. I'm going to just tell you how it is. Be yourself. That's be how yourself. she started. I was like, wow. Yep. To these, to the, I think it was more affluent school. I forget. But she's speaking real to them, like, you know, I, how I made it, I was myself. So for right. you to say that and it come full circle, I was just listening to it not too long ago. And she was speaking about her being by herself or being about herself and for herself mm-hmm. and knowing herself. That's, that's real, man. So shout out to Whoopi. Yeah, Karen, what? Yeah. Karen? Karen Elaine Johnson. Yo, that's a real middle name, Elaine. So shout out to them Elaine's right, right there. Right. <laughs> Yo, man, yeah, just, again, just an incredible career yeah. for Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, again, a very special birthday yeah. uh, to the EGOT legend. Amazing. Right, born on this date in 1955. Amazing. Still got living to go. Amazing. Amazing. People, people, again, this is episode 89 of yeah. the HL Podcast. Again, we're presented to you all by the Harris Firm of Willpower Innovations. Right now, Sir Chief is about to drop some of his wisdom, his yeah. vision, his knowledge. Yeah. Uh, he said he got something to say today. Man. Uh, and you have the floor, sir. Man, I appreciate you for always putting me in the game, coach. It's like you talk about Whoopi being herself. And mind you, we this always happens, so I, I hope you guys understand that. But the message today is literally know before you be. Literally the name of the message this time. So it, it really resonates when I hear Whoop, when you say Whoopi Goldberg, which, which knowing herself, becoming herself, because... I heard someone say, um, dang, I forget what they said, and and I'm going to paraphrase it, but them just being who they are, and I said, I think that's where the world gets it twisted. You have to know who you are before you become who you are, right? Because you're going to be what you see. This is why I blame the media, because they show you who they, like the media has a reputation, 
and I wrote this down. I blame the media because they have a reputation of recalibrating the minds of the people to conform to the ways of the world. And I just feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't tell nobody to be first. I would tell them to know first. Please know yourself because you can't become unless you know. I read um I told you about this uh, yesterday this this outrageous stat line. 85% of the population like world's population mm-hmm. is struggling with low self-esteem. This is according to NBC News. Larry Alton wrote this um, this whole just article about how the whole population just struggles with low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I said, what does self-esteem mean? Uh, an overall sense of personal value and self-worth. Overall sense of personal value and self-worth. I'm like, what word sticks out now? Self-worth, which is the opinions you have about yourself and the value value you place on yourself. In other words, if we don't find ourselves, we will be what we see. If we don't understand self-esteem, the value in ourselves, what we say to ourselves, we will turn on this TV and let them tell us, and we become that. I feel like we're the last generation, the 90s kids who understood, which we talked about this yesterday up here too, the difference between reality and virtual, virtual reality. Preach. You get what I'm saying? Like we knew because we had certain amount of channels. It was a schedule. We knew we came on at nine o'clock. We on Nick at night. You know, we know what time, all of that. We didn't have a YouTube and an iPad to go or whatever. In that other time, we outside being amongst people. They're not doing that, so they don't know the difference between what's real and what's fake. Right. Like, the media is so powerful. If I say ba-da-ba-ba-ba, what comes next? I'm loving it. <laughs> the media is so powerful. If I say the 99 and the 2000, what comes next? Girl, you were good. That's what I'm saying. If I say, man, the, the best company in the world who does animation the best, you would say? Uh, Disney. Exactly. 95% of the world will say that exact same thing. Mm -hmm. That's how powerful media is. Everyone who's listening, when I said ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I guarantee you, all of them said, I'm loving it. (laughs) It's stuck in their brains. Repetition, bruh. Right. And they show it to you in different ways. Mm -hmm. You got it this way. If you watch Marvel, you get it another way. If you watch basketball, you get it another way. But it's always a key point that they leave in there that they want you to... uh, to take away and is that they work us you know they make us seem less than and they they don't pay us our value because i feel like at times we don't value ourselves that's a fact mm-hmm. big fact mm-hmm. so how do you know before you become is the question that i had to ask myself and the first thing god told me was to get into faith you know know the creator know his only begotten son you know understand the power that works within you you know that's ephesians three twenty. get into some quiet time you know, that cocoon, the, the, I guarantee you the caterpillar nose is going to be a butterfly, but it has to understand how to be a caterpillar first. It's the same way, right? Mm-hmm. And I actually have a, a verse, Proverbs 4.23, man, that just, it, it changed the game for me when I read it. It said, uh, know your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Keep your heart with all vigilance. That word vigilance is key. That means watchfulness, attention of the mind, and discovery, and guarding against danger. Hmm. 
For from it flows the springs of life. So if you if something's flowing out of you that ain't life, that's because you imp- you inputted something evil, some hatred, and that means death is coming out of your mouth. Hmm. Negativity is coming out of it. That's all. Whatever you put in, we're incubators too. Whatever you put in is going to output in some kind of way. Cause effect. It's the same way, right? right? We have to watch what we input, or the output will be devastating. And the next thing I said, uh, what God told me was uh, observe things that he's created, like the animals. The lion is always going to be the lion. The caterpillar always knows about becoming a butterfly. Even mosquito knows how to be in a mosquito. You know, like I love watching the animal planet, just watching how they actually, I've never seen a lion try to be a zebra. Just never. (laughs) He always or she always is or was a lion. Right. Never tried nothing else. How can we do that? Media. We have them speaking to us all the time. Family telling us some things. We got to go this way when God telling us no, it's that way. You know, even um, Job twelve seven says, but ask the animals and they will teach you. And the birds in the sky, they will tell you. Say, watch the animals. They show you how to be or know themselves before they become. Right? That word asking, that means petition, to inquire, to interrogate. All to gain understanding. Watch that line and see why he moved that way. And then apply it to life, which is the number third thing. Apply what you learn. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. So you can have all knowledge, but you ain't wise if you don't apply it. You know, and that word application means to put something into operation. I think this is where we stop at sometimes. We get one. We get to, but when it's time to apply it, nah, I'm going to chill today. (laughs) Nah, I'm good. We all do that at times, you know, including myself. I'm very guilty. But it says even go to the ant. This is Proverbs 6, 6 through 8. It says even go to the ant, you slugger, consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in the summer and gathers her food in harvest. The ant even knows itself. That it don't even need a chief or an officer to tell me to go get the bread. <laughs> I don't need you to tell. I know myself. I know right. summer is almost over. I need to build it. I need to get this food right now. Right. No media had to tell the ant how to be wise. We have to be the same exact way. Get off like that screen time. Cut it in half. Read something that's very fruitful. Don't let it keep downloading all that stuff on your mind or you're not going to be able to get it off. I'm sorry to say 21 Savage, is, is, that's my G, but that gang, I, I can't get it out of my head. Gang shit is all I'm on. You play that song one time in that 5.30 in the morning, and you, look, y'all, he played this like two months ago. <laughs> 5.30 in the morning, the other day I woke up singing that joint. Like, why is this on my mind still? The media, for exactly, <laughs> for real though. <laughs> but the media is so powerful, it got you when you sleeping, cuz. About to deal with these. Your, your co-workers So you like Gang Shit is all alone Don't fuck with me today <laughs> And you just keep on rolling Like it, you just wonder How to right. get stuck In your mind bro And imagine everything else Like cut the TV off Even when you about to go to sleep You have no clue What's being ingrained In your mind When you sleeping You yeah. know so I, I usually have like a closing I don't have a question And it says Are we willing to truly Know ourselves and I end with that, Chief Wisdom, for the night, man. Appreciate y'all for listening. Definitely appreciate your wisdom as always. Glory to God. Chief. Glory to God. Glory to God, man. Appreciate that, man.
People, people, our shisha of the day. I actually just watched a film um, mm. that, you know, now that we're, you know, uh, directors, yeah. writers, yeah. you know, uh, um, into that film atmosphere now. Mm. Uh, I've been trying to go back, watch films, study films, etc. So there was this film... Uh, that I actually just watched uh, from 1996. Mm, that's like, a good year. 25 years ago. Can you believe that, bro? Oh, my God. Uh, I just scratched my head on that because it's just... Dang. Like, it was 15 years ago. It was five. Now it's 25. Bruh, I feel <laughs> carbon dated. <laughs> I feel carbon dated we, now. We were six years old. Woo! Six years old. But mm. in this film... Uh, it's called Walking and Talking. Okay, it's called Walking and Talking. It's pretty much the bridesmaids before bridesmaids. Right? Okay, so, okay, okay. Uh, this chick, you know, uh, these two chicks, they were best friends since they were little. Um, one chick was kind of socially mm-hmm. awkward, and another chick, you know, was, has her boyfriend, and yeah. then she gets engaged. So then it's, you know, the friend trying to show support for her friend being engaged now but also yeah. coping with the fact that she might lose her friend right so it just you know with with all of us chilling last night shout out to bobby yeah shout out um, to bobby you know we was all chilling in dc last night and you know we were just talking as brothers as we always do you know we go back to you know high school we were just mm. talking about that high school 04 to 08 right crazy um and now that we're all 31 and just where we are in our lives, it's just important. Um, the message is it's just important to, you know, always understand that everybody has their time. Mm. Okay, everybody has their time. All right. If you truly value your relationships, your friendships, with your family, with your, you know, your brothers, your sisters, your friends, um, be happy, mm. be supportive, okay? Mm. Understand that it's their time for whatever is going on within their life. Wow. And, you know, you have to, you know, step back and appreciate that because sometimes, yeah, it may not be happening for you right now, but you can also learn while it's happening to someone else. And That's how the point. They, and I'm how glad they you are said that. Yes. Dealing with things and yes. coping with things yes. and moving along yes. uh, with certain situations. Mm. And then, you know, you can, you know, then step back. That person can give you advice yeah. or however it may be. So, you know, um, again, the shisha of the day, walking and talking, um, it's more so just about, you know, again, being, uh, if you said, true to yourself, mm-hmm. right? And understanding that, you know, Patience is a virtue. Mm. I know it's hard, especially, you know, as you're getting older. Man, as you what? hit your 30s, it's what? like, damn, you know, it's, this is real, right? We talk about this all the time. Um, but again, it's all about timing. Yeah. Right? Just because it's not happening right now doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Still continue to put in the work. Some mm. days it'll be tough. Some days you want to take a break and yep. just chill. Yep. And that's fine, all right? Um, but, you know, as Chief always says, you know, day by day, you know, take an hour, 30 minutes, yep. put in a little bit of work, yep. and it'll get you a long way. And yep. again, just be supportive and happy for the people around you because, uh, again, your time will come. And how you react mm. to other people's uh, um, 
news or, or, or the things that are happening in their life, um, you know, it shows, right? It shows. And your people can see that. The people around you can see that. That's real. Um, and, 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 you know, again, just understand that whatever all the energy that you give out, <laughs> you will surely receive. Cause right? and effect. So... Walking and talking. That's real, bro. Uh, we got, you know, a whole bunch of shit in there. Pirate's Cave. Like, yeah, all, all that good stuff. All that good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, uh, walking and talking. That's, right? Yeah, I like that, bro. That's that's on point. People, people, again, this is episode 89 of yep. the HL Podcast. We got Chief Hamrock yep. in the building right now. We about to get into our HL news. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. I'm ready. I'm ready. As I pass Sir Chief DeHuga. First up, people, as we always do with sports, Aaron Rodgers. Can I get a, can I get a... Uh, what you uh, need, what you need, what you need. I need a, a, a something. Uh, hit me with something. What we, what we got, what we got over there. Man, let, let me see what we got. What we... That's perfect. <laughs> Aaron, all right, let's do it again. Aaron Rodgers. All right. Um, right on time. So he tested positive for COVID. All right. Then it comes out his status that he is unvaccinated. Now in the NFL, you do not yeah, have rules to are different. be vaccinated. Yeah. Okay. We know that, guys. All right. Now, if you are unvaccinated, however, yep. there are certain protocols that the league says you must follow. Yep. All right. Always have your mask on. Yep. When you're around your teammates, your yep. coaches, uh, practice facilities. Uh, on the sidelines during games, when you're speaking to the media, yep. all right. If you're out and about, same thing. Yep. All right. They don't. They didn't say you can't be out and about. They just said, look, when you are out and about, wear the mask on. Do this. Do that. All right. It should be no question that we did not know. Fair. So, Aaron Rodgers, however, um, claimed that he was somehow. Uh, what is it? What do you call it? Immu- uh, immunized. 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 Thank you. That he was immunized, all right, but he did not directly say whether or not he was vaccinated or not. Yep, he right? said, "Yes, I'm immunized." All right, so people took that and said, "Oh, well, he's vaccinated." Yep, um, and now it's a huge thing because he caught COVID, um, and it came out that he is unvaccinated. Now, it's well, whoever dropped that news getting paid, by the way. Facts. And it's more so about Rogers' reaction. I agree. Okay. You know, coming out and pretty much saying that, you know, you didn't lie. You just, you know, basically withheld information. and um, Same as lying to me. You know, and, and the fact that, you know, oh, well, well, how come you didn't wear the mask and this and that? Well, you know, you can't pretty much tell me what to do with my body. Real. Okay. Which is very real and very fair. All right. Now. We were discussing off air about media's reactions. Yes. And one person in particular, Stephen A. Smith, mm. and how, as you said, he went in on Kyrie, right? Um, and it was felt that he did not go in on Aaron Rodgers, all right? Now, he did call Aaron Rodgers a liar, all right? From what I saw, he and other people in the media did go at um, Aaron Rodgers. Colin uh, um, Coward of the Herd also went at Aaron Rodgers. 
But Chief, you feel like there should have been more. Yeah. Please. Yeah. I'll say this. I understand that as well. I'm glad that they all said, and they, they gave him some heat. Mm-hmm. He got some heat, yeah. for sure. My angle of it was some of the heat that was getting thrown of him, especially the folks who were heavy on Kyrie, it was kind of the same heat that everybody else was throwing already. Whereas I already know that these folks said some things on Kyrie's behalf or about Kyrie a little bit more extra, like he shouldn't have his job no more or he should be showing up like this, like telling him what he should and shouldn't be doing in an extra kind of way. Whereas Rodgers get, yeah, he's just a liar. But Kyrie, on the other hand, it was always, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, this, but Kyrie. No, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Now, we're not here to judge no one. My whole angle of it is, why is it the fact that people who look like us always get their, um, it's called defamation of character. You know, our character always get defamed and they always get tossed to the folks who look like us to defame our character for us first and everybody else do it again. Mm -hmm. That's just my angle on it. Like, I'm tired of the people who look like us getting crucified in the media. You know, I could go down homeless, I don't know, Jesus, getting crucified for making a stand. You know, Kaepernick, crucified for making a stand. Fred Hampton, crucified, making a stand. I can go down this whole list. Now it's Kyrie. Though whatever stand people can say, I don't go with it, I do whatever, he's making a stand. And they're going at him and going at him and going at him. Still, it's always Aaron Rodgers this, but Kyrie that. Like, where are those extra extra words for Aaron Rodgers? And he gets to play this Sunday. Facts. And, and this is a bigger picture. This is the media's characterization of and the difference between the media's characterization yep. with white and black people, period. Period. You hear it when a black person is arrested and a white person is arrested and they pretty much did the same exact thing. White person, oh, he suffered from child abuse. You know, his parents did drugs. He was in an unhealthy home. He was bullied. Uh, the girl rejected him. Uh, you know, all of these different things. And he right? gets rehabilitation. Exactly. He gets, you know, what what Dylan Roof get? Burger King? And a bulletproof vest to right. get on about it. Right. They get that. Black people, on the other hand, oh, you know, this was expected. You know, they're thugs, they're animals, right? Uh, you know, they came, get correction. Came from poor, poor education, uh, uh, public housing, single family homes, all of that different stuff, right? Yes. So this is a bigger picture yep. than just within sports. Now, if you yep. want to take it, you know, with the context of, well, this is the NFL, that's the NBA, they yeah. have their own rules, et cetera. Oh, that's yeah. a fair point. Very fair. That's a fair point, but it's your chief point. Um, he's absolutely right in the sense of this is a major issue across the board. All right? We don't want y'all to just look at it as a sports issue per se. That's too micro. Right. This is a bigger issue. Because Aaron Rodgers, there are a whole bunch of Aaron Rodgers. That's the point. Yep. Out there. And there are a whole bunch of Kyrie's yep. out there. Yep. Right? It just so um, happened to be Kyrie. Exactly. It just so happened to be Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. So, you know? yeah, this is a this is a bigger picture. Yep. 
again, of how the difference between the characterization in media and how they characterize black people and white people, when especially when they do the exact same thing. Exact same thing. How one group get rehabbed and the next group get... Like, rehab and correction are two totally different words. Right. And that same standard is put on when you're defaming someone's character. It's the same thing. I'm going to try to correct this guy in any kind of way. But the other guy gets rehab because he got this, he got that. Oh, he this and he that. Like, it shouldn't be no difference. If you're going to bring that heat, if you're going to give somebody the sword, if you give giving somebody the sword, the next person should get the sword. You judge them by the same sword. Because we're going to get judged by that same sword. However we judge, it's the same sword we'll get ju- judged by. That's in the Bible. The, the, the same way we judge that we're going to get judged. So, therefore, if you're going to go all out on one, go all out on the next one. Like, and keep it keep it the same, man. Be fair about it, you know. I'm just, like I said, he's making a stand. And he's getting crucified in the media. My man lied, you know. And that's a character flaw. And when you point it to the character, I get I get passionate. Yep. Passionate, you know, because it's like we talking character, and if we getting character, all these folks should be going at him while he playing until he really tell us why he lied. <laughs> you know, something. Facts. Something, bro. Facts. Facts. Nope, that's a fact. Also in the NFL, there was uh, a couple of moves um, that were made. Cleveland yeah. released uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Uh, he said he wanted to go to a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is now on a contender, the L.A. Rams. Okay, and then Stacked. also, right? They just got Von Miller. They already had Aaron Donald, uh, Matthew Stafford, etc. Crazy. Just went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, Crazy. So they're loaded up. Loaded. They 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 said they're all in. Yeah. And then also Cam Newton goes back. Yes, he to did. The Carolina Panthers. I love that move for Cam, which he should have never left. Three hundred percent. Which move do you think would be a little bit more? Impactful. I know you like the Cam move, but which movie you think will be a little bit more impactful? Like OBJ going to the Rams, that's impact. But they're gonna run up against Tom Brady, like we spoke about. And if I had to judge that one a little bit later down the road, I do like the Cam move. That'll be impactful because if he changed that whole thing around, like old Cam style, mm-hmm. that's very like they was talking a lot about Cam. And for him exactly you know they went against his character he could have dove on that ball when he didn't all that but whatever he back let's see what he do you know so are we just judging between those two or like any of the moves that happened because then somebody else wasn't it somebody else who made a move uh mm-hmm. uh uh your boy deshaun deshaun jackson has gone to the uh raiders oh yeah 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 yep, um, yep. so yeah actually to be honest i think cams would be the most impactful yeah. out of out of all of them I, I want to speak about Beckham, um, and we talked about this a little bit off air. Um, it should be an impactful move. Of course, they're going to run into Tom Brady and yeah. the Bucks, possibly Aaron Rodgers, them, Kyler Murray, MVP, the Arizona Cardinals right now. Uh, you know, there are teams out there that, of course, are going to challenge the LA yeah. Rams. But, yeah. you know, like you said, they are stacked. Very. Uh, they are trying to go for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Odell, I will say this, mm-hmm. all right? You wanted to go to a contender. You want on a contender. I think they're what seven and one something like that. Yeah, something. Yeah, seven woke and up two. seven and two. Understand that, now, and the the receiver just went down. That you. Uh, oh yeah, uh, I forget right. his name. Yeah, um, he's gone now. You know, just towards ACL. So you're going to get your touches, but when you don't, 
please do not treat this like, you know, the New York Giants. We're here on the sidelines, throwing temper tantrums, right. all right? Again, as we stated earlier, the energy that you give out is what you will receive, okay? If you mm. notice in New York, temper tantrums, the hitting the, the posts and this and that, flying the helmet around, hitting your head and getting hurt and going to the sideline because, you know, you were upset. That energy, I won't say brought down the team per se, all right? But it brought down Odell. Yeah, that's where it starts. Okay. Yeah, it starts there. That can bring you down and your self-esteem and your confidence, right? All right? So understand right now you are on a winning team, a team that has a chance, a team that you are going to get the ball. In L.A. In L.A., Stafford's going to throw him the ball. For sure. All right? Have some patience. Be a part of the team. I understand with receivers, their livelihood is predicated on the quarterbacks throwing them the football. Yep. Catches. But again, (laughs) if the goal Mm -hmm. is to be part of a contender to hopefully win a Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. as every player's goal is to be a part of a Super Bowl team. Right. Have some patience. And do not demonstrate the behavior that you showed with the Giants. Move on from that. Be a better you. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Be a better you. It's not always about, oh, well, he's, you know, people say, oh, well, his energy is going to bring down the team. Whatever. All right. The energy is more so bringing himself down. It starts there. It starts with you. All right. Be a little bit more positive on the sidelines, you know. Boost up the team. Somebody else scores, boost, don't be mad because it wasn't you. Mm. <laughs> okay? Mm. All right? So that's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I want Odell to understand that we see him as a leader. And Facts. Right? One of and the best receivers in the game. Exactly. And not a lot of people can move a crowd, move a team, move itself like an Odell Beckham. That kind of electricity that comes with his his character. It's It can be demoralizing, like messing up the morale of the team, or it can ignite it out of nowhere. That's how much power he has just walking into a locker room. Mm-hmm. They ain't even play yet. That's the power of leadership. The way you walk, the way you talk, so you're right. I hope he goes in you know, hopefully LeBron be in his ear a little bit here out of L.A. so right. he can talk to a true leader, you know, another lion, mm-hmm. you know, and get some wisdom on how to how to really move about amongst other egos. Because you got a Vaughn out there, you know. You got a whole bunch of folks out there who, who used to be in prime time on their own teams. Now they all on one. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Odell might have to be a decoy. That's still a championship ring, bro. Exactly. You know. Did you get a ring off of that block that you made that Matt Stafford can go running in for the game-winning touchdown? You know, those are the Jinx that win the championship. Yep. And I think he got it this year. I, I'm going to give it to Odell, benefit of the doubt. I think he understands. I'm going to say I know he understands that. That's how much faith I got in him this year to make it happen, win or lose. Mm-hmm. Facts, facts. Scotty Pippen. I don't even. Uh, I don't think I got much to say about this one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Pippen. All right. Uh, you know, known as the one of the best sidekicks 
one of the best Robins to a Batman ever. Small forward, killer, defense, rebound, you know, one score. of the greatest players ever yeah. in the NBA. Um, you know, was featured, of course, in The Last Dance documentary, which highlighted Michael Jordan uh, and the Chicago Bulls, specifically uh, their run in 1998, yep. which ultimately was their last of their six titles. Hence, Last Dance. Scottie Pippen had a little bit of an issue with, with, with the documentary and, and, of course, Michael Jordan. Okay. And, you know, he, he made some comments, alright? Um, and one, I'll quote, uh, each episode was the same. Alright? Michael on a pedestal, his teammate secondary, smaller. The message no different from when he referred to us back then as his supporting cast. From one season to the next, we received little or no credit whenever we won, but the bulk of the criticism when we lost. Now here I was in my mid-50s, 17 years since my final game, watching us being demeaned once again. Mm. Living through it the first time was insulting enough. Over the next few weeks, I spoke to a number of former teammates who each felt as disrespected as I did. Mm. How dare Michael treat us that way after everything we did for him and his precious brand. All right, he wow. uh, was quoted in saying that in the unguarded uh, via GQ. He also went on to say that, you know, Michael wanted to release this documentary because he didn't want people to think King LeBron James was the GOAT. Right? Yeah. He said Michael pretty much has a little bit of ammunition behind this documentary. Huh. Now, Scotty Pippen. Did he participate in the film? Was he not interviewed for the film? Yeah, I heard about his family and everything. He was an intricate part of that film because he was an intricate part of that Bulls dynasty. Facts. As they highlighted Dennis Rodman, as they highlighted Phil Jackson, as they highlighted Jerry Krause and Jerry Reinstorm, and also Steve Kerr. Yep. All right. Um, uh, uh, Paxton. Yep. All right. B.J. Armstrong. Yep. Horace Grant. Horace Grant. A lot of guys were highlighted and, 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 and interviewed because they were an intricate part of the Bulls dynasty. Win or lose. Okay. Now, we all know that the reason why the Bulls won those six championships was because of the greatest Michael Jordan. You have to have a great player to win a championship. Or at least a great group of collection of guys, i.e., you know, the Detroit Pistons in right. 04. Hmm. Right. All right. Man, they didn't, what? A, they didn't have a superstar player, but all those guys were all stars. They had A plus players in their position. Right. But nine times out of ten, you're gonna have need to have a LeBron, you're gonna need to have a Jordan, a Kareem, a Magic, mm. a, a a Shaq, a Kobe, a Dirk Nowinski. A Kevin Durant, a Kawhi Leonard, mm. a Giannis Antetokounmpo That's to facts. win a championship. That's and facts. somebody is going to be secondary. Steph Curry, you're going to need those guys to win a championship. And somebody's going to play second field. Yeah. Scottie Pippen, that just happened to be. Mm. But again, you won six championships. 
right? Now, I go back to my first question. Was he not interviewed for The Last Dance? Bro, I heard everything about his family and that jump. So you had an opportunity mm. to say all of this during you being interviewed. Unless they cut it out. <laughs> Unless well, they cut it didn't out. say that. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't say that. He didn't. So, but then he also stated mm. that a lot of this stuff was going on, you know, when everything was happening. So you felt like this for years. Wow. So when they come to you and say, hey, Scotty, we want to talk about the Bulls dynasty yeah. in that 98 season. Uh-huh. And, you know, of course, you know, we're going to highlight Jordan. But we want to interview you and make you an intricate part of this documentary. So if you still had these type of feelings, why didn't you say it then? Mm. That's deep. Where how you feel now would have been on that documentary. Wow. I don't think they would have cut that shit out. Nah, they had a lot of other stuff in there, so... Horace, Horace Grant, you know, went in a little bit. It was a couple people. Isaiah Thomas was on there, Isaiah right? Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their beef is still real to this day. You had an opportunity to express how you really felt, and it would have been documented. And this documentary came out in 2020. Right? We did, yeah. We watched all ten in twenty twenty. Yes. This this didn't. Yeah. So now. Yeah, it was twenty twenty. Yeah. Why are you coming out now mm. about this docu series? Mm. Critically acclaimed docu series. One of the best docu docu series. Period. Couldn't Not just wait sports. till Sunday ten o'clock. That, man. Was a, that was a great documentary. Yeah. That's fact. Ten parts of hours each. Like, and again, and you got all those different perspectives and things you didn't know, especially about Jerry Krause and how yeah. he pretty much broke that team up. Yeah, didn't even know that. Didn't even know a lot of Gave stuff. Gave Phil Jackson an ultimatum. Like, and, and, and Scotty, he spoke about how he felt about Jerry Krause and how he was trying to true. trade him and how he was hurt. That's he said, true. fuck it. I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to rest up during the season. I ain't going to fuck up my summer. Those are the exact words. So you, you had things to say. Mm. If you felt you had things to say about Jordan, why didn't you say it then? That's why I kind of give him a benefit of the doubt because he was in it, so he has the opinion to say it. I also think that we forget that, like, let's think about a car. And Dr. Miles will talk about this all the time. Let's think about a car. I think we forget as a people that we're all leaders in our own lanes. We're all leaders in our own gifting, right? Without Scotty. Michael Jordan probably wouldn't have won all those like that. But without Michael Jordan, they ain't winning none of those. And Jordan has repeatedly stated that Scottie Pippen is his best teammate ever. He would have not won those titles without Scottie Pippen. He said that over and over again, right? And it's like I forget, we forget, like the car, for instance. Michael Jordan might be the engine. But Scottie Pippen, you that battery. Without either or, that car ain't going nowhere. Or the transmission. Exactly. There's a <laughs> there's a part that go from the battery to another part, like the spark plug. Right. That could be Steve Kerr and all that. You take that out, the car ain't moving at all. Take the wheels out, all that. All of us are gifted. Like, 
but let's say D- Dennis Rodman could be the wheels. Scottie Pippen is that battery. Michael Jordan, that engine, the horsepower. Everybody else, the windows, the seats. Everybody's the intricate part of the team. If it wasn't displayed, we, we leave that on the people who put it together. Right? But understand who you were in that. I wish Michael Jordan told me he couldn't win if I wasn't on the team. That's Michael Jordan, bro. Right. So I, I don't know. Like, he was in it, so he sees some different perspective. On my end, I say the same thing. It's like, you know, everyone's a leader in their own. So if you're the battery, be good with that battery. If you if you that muscle, if you the engine, be that engine. Don't try to compare you. A battery can never be the engine. Yeah. And not for nothing, when, you know, with his comment about LeBron James and how, you know, MJ didn't want him, you know, people to perceive him as the GOAT. When, Le- when the two LeBron James documentaries come out, one being the Cleveland Cavaliers and Golden State rivalry. That's one. And then the other one's just going to be about his yeah. life and his journey. His, yeah. You know, those are going to, telling you right now, those are going to surpass the last dance mm. because most people, it's generational. Yep. Most people, especially within this time, grew up with LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, uh, now Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. We're growing up in these times. You know, it was great to see that documentary on Jordan, but a lot of people in this generation never saw Jordan play. Nope. All right, so it was great to showcase, yes, his greatness and all that, and I, if that's true, I get why Jordan did it. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, when those two LeBron James documentaries drop, and, you know, probably five, ten years from right. now, whenever, they will surpass. That, especially that yeah, Golden State-Cleveland rivalry I documentary. I agree. And we don't leave people in their times. Like, what was the times of the Jordan era? From the 80s to the what? 90s. Late 90s. 98. Yep. LeBron James is 03 until now. We can't get... That's so far apart. It's ridiculous. I can't put LeBron here. I can't put Jordan here. Like you said, it's different eras. It's different times. Yeah. You know? We didn't get Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. But we got LeBron and Dirk Nowinski. You get what I'm saying? Dirk got the shooter, do all that. Similarities to Bird. Star power. Global figure. LeBron James. Similarities to Michael Jordan. We got similarities, but we cannot compare the time. So it's kind of hard for me to even believe that Michael Jordan, if, I mean, he is competitive. So he likes you. I'm going to put this out. Facts. But I think Michael Jordan understands that that's his era, and LeBron is living now. Yep. Facts. Facts. People, people in the culture... Okay. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this one. Um, three black female officers in Pierce County, Washington State. Wow. All right. Um, they're part of the sheriff's department. They say uh, in a civil lawsuit that they have endured racist harassment for decades from colleagues whom they accuse of asking African-born employees whether they ate zebra for lunch and of saying black protesters should be shot or run over. Okay, Lieutenant uh, Carla James Hutchinson, Sergeant uh, Dion Alexander, and Sergeant Sabrina Boswell Varner are the highest ranking black women in the Sheriff's Department and have been each, and both have been part of, all of three, excuse me, have been part of the uh, department for more than 25 years. Wow. Okay. Again, in the suit, filed on November 1st, all right, they accuse uh, top um, uh, uh, commanders or chiefs or what have you 
of the department of participating in or ignoring racial, gender, racial and gender-based discrimination and harassment and of allowing a culture of amnesty mm. towards African-Americans and women to grow and fester. Wow. I have to look up that word amnesty. Yeah. So that, I, I did, uh, you, you know, did that? Okay, I bet. did that too. So that is a, a um, synonyms, hatred, loathing, bitterness, hostility. Mm-hmm. All right. So created a culture of hostility. Yep. All right. Which if you're saying shit like crazy shit like that, absolutely it would. Right? Wow. Um, quote, it's created stress and anxiety for these women. They go to work with just an overwhelming feeling of dread. They're bringing this suit now because they're at a critical point where the environment needs to end. The county hasn't done anything in decades that they've worked, uh, excuse me. The county hasn't done anything in decades that they've worked there, well, since they worked there. Um, It's untenable to go forward in an environment as it stands. Mm. Now, of course, uh, a spokesperson for the Pierce County Prosecuting uh, Attorney's Office, Adam Fiber, uh, said that the county generally, and I quote, generally does not comment on pending the uh, litigation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Chief, hmm. please. Man. Man, I was waiting for this one because it's like, and I'm tired of saying this ain't nothing new. Hmm. I'm going to just go ahead and say this ain't nothing new. And I think this is where the oppressors did not want us to be at and now it's here. They were afraid that after 2020 hit, they had no power. It was hard to speak out before 2020. Now they were afraid. That's why folks ain't going back and um, going back to work. And that don't say fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage. Hmm. You know they ain't going pulling these crazy hours. They like, uh, excuse me, I could have did this at home this whole time and just come in two days out of the week instead of five. They, you know they weren't ready for. Oh, you really was discriminating me up in here. Like you put us all in this back corner. Y'all get to all the nice stuff. You know they weren't willing to hear us before, and they have no choice. So we're getting these stories all the time now. And the more ears and eyes that see it, the more power grows behind it. And the oppressors do not like that. Because it points more to them out of anything. It points directly to them. Literally, when you hear bigotry, what do you think about? (laughs) That's the problem. And they don't like that. It pinpoints to them every time. And these are black females, and they are winning right now. They've been winning, but the world understanding now. Ask Stacey Abrams. You know, they're winning. So for them, shout out to these three black, strong women. You know, they're going to be there trying to give you heat. But, you know, heat create diamonds where we at, so keep pushing. You know that pressure? Create diamonds. Keep pushing, y'all. I'm proud of y'all. More, more from that article on NBC News. All women... <clears throat> All of the women are in their mid fifties. Uh, say harassment began shortly after they were hired. All right, uh, the sheriff's department official told James Hutchinson. All right, 
that she had been hired in 89 only to, quote, fill a quota, implying that she was not qualified for the job. Mm. Alexander was hired in 95 and said that she was promoted. Uh, she was told that it was the only, it was only because she was black. Okay. They said that they were referred to as angry black women. All right. And James Hutchinson was once asked whether her hair left a grease mark on the wall. Okay. The women also witnessed white colleagues refer to black people in the county using the N-word, telling employees to go back uh, to where they came from, and they didn't, they, and they did not like what was happening in the U.S., calling them, calling uh, employees thugs because of their hairstyles, and uh, perform the, and they will perform the uh, all uh, hell Hitler salute uh, during apartment training sessions. Okay. One woman, her, I see your face. One woman, one of the women, one of the women heard a colleague say that COVID nineteen vaccine should be tested on black people before white people. Okay, so listen, you know this is, <laughs> you know, chief as you alluded to, this is not nothing new. Okay, I'm tired of saying that. This is not nothing new. All right, I think more so why why we should and why we are. Um, highlighting the story is because these type of stories um, are happening and are not being highlighted okay I did not see this story at all when you scroll on Instagram when you scroll on Facebook you do not see these type of stories that's a fact right they are pushing you know they're talking about the the Wittenhouse and all of that right yep. now um, why why are they not talking about these type of stories Facts. and by the way as we alluded to in episode 88 um, again, don't we have a, uh, a vice president that is a black woman? And these stories are on NBC News. They are. NBC is National Broadcasting Company, I think. So national. Okay. And our VP, again, has yet to speak about these particular issues. If anything... You should speak up about these particular issues. If anything, mm. have something to say. Mm. But again, um, shout out to these these three black officers, and hopefully yeah. more uh, come out within this suit and tell their stories. Yep. Um, Become like a little, like a, a, a pocket of strength. Like they just start adding, just building like an Avengers. Facts. You know, just come together and just. They ain't got to make that much noise. Just show up all together. Facts. They mean business when you see a group of... Bruh. Facts. Again, you hear me? Salute to Lieutenant Carla James Hutchinson, yep. Sergeant Dion Alexander, yep. and Sergeant Sabrina Boswell. Yes. Martin. Proud of y'all, man. Proud Absolutely. of y'all. People, people, in politics, all right? So we just had a couple of midterm elections, all right? Technically, the midterm elections will be next year but mm -hmm. these are still basically you know in between elections right you had your mayors you had some some governors lieutenant governors and all of that right mm -hmm. um and particularly in virginia all right uh virginia became very red the governor uh youngkin won um by mm, 63 
thousand votes. Yep, they called it a landslide. The lieutenant governor Sears won by fifty thousand votes, and the uh, attorney general, uh, my my ears, won by about twenty six thousand votes. Now, why is this important, people? Well, the question that bears is, why do black people skip out on these type of elections? Because these numbers clearly show that if we did come out in droves, okay, this would not have happened as it did not last year when we had the presidential election and black people came out and voted to get Trump out of office. Not necessarily to vote for Biden and Kamala, but to get Trump out of office, mm. okay? But, and they clearly show the maps and how, you know, the demographics and what counties are blue and what counties are red. And even, you know, of course, Northern Virginia is quite blue. Richmond is quite blue. Spots in the 7-5. And all around Virginia elsewhere is all red. Yep. All right. Uh, but again, the majority of the populations are within Northern Virginia, Richmond, and yeah. the 7-5. Yeah. All right. So that, again, to me, clearly shows that people, black people, did not come out in droves um, uh, to, you know, support their democratic or or independent candidates, i.e. within New Jersey, uh, you know, they are very blue with their governor, all right, the city of New York elected black mayor, all yeah. right, Adams, yeah, all right, they did. and that was a clear, that was a clear landslide, yeah. he won 66 uh, percent of the votes to 28, sheesh, clear landslide, all right, now you had some other um, areas, you know, Ohio was a little bit blue, Florida, red, of course, Florida goes back and forth. Yeah, swinging um, like a mug. But yeah, you know, it's, it's it bears the question, you know, do we miss these elections? Mm. Do we just say, eh, you know, this ain't that important, but these type of elections are. When you're electing attorney generals, when you're electing mayors, right, these are the people that are going to impact your counties uh, directly. More so than the president. The president is not going to direct that shit, you know, uh, or have a direct impact on your counties, on your cities, on your town laws, right? Um, that's more federal, all right? People have to get in that mindset of the attorney general, the governor, mm. the mayors. They dictate a lot on the ground level. On the ground yep. level. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, again, is it do, do we miss it? Do we just say whatever? You know, we wait until next year. You know, what? what is it? I think we, uh, that's a great question. That's a great question. I think it's it's not as marketed, uh, so shine and glitz and glam like um, that's very true. Like the four like the four year one, the big one, it's not marketed that way. I think I noticed even like going into work, you know, it's a lot of the signs of they you know they showing you who to vote for, who not to vote for. If you in that area and you're getting the ads on your YouTube and even on streaming, they show you, you know, yeah. Uh, that's a great question because Youngkin is backed by Trump. Mm-hmm. Put a lot of fire behind Trump. Trump was it was saying a lot. It says Trump endorsed him. Mm. So if we saw this NBA, this guy wouldn't have won because we voted for Biden. So nothing about Trump can be in there. So it's not marketed the way. It's marketed the way it is on purpose for a very reason. They want you to think you have votes in the president, but electoral college come in and tell you no. When these votes on this ground level, like you said, for your government officials, your cabinet, all those folks that's there that we was voting for, they're not marketing in the correct way. So we're not seeing it. 
Facts. And, and Trump is very smart. You know, he's going to run again. All yeah. right. And he understands that D.C. and Maryland are going to be blue. So you got to get the 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 V and the DMV. You got to get something red. He already did. Especially within this area. Exactly. He got Florida. You know, he going you know, he got Texas, obviously. He building his team. If the Avengers can build a team, this guy can build a team. And he putting them all in big time places. Very strategic. So when he wrote, we've been saying it was chess, not checkers. checkers. That's a child's game. Checkers is for children. Facts. This man is playing chess. He's been playing that way before he lost. You know, January 6th came out of nowhere to them. We called that back in December 22nd. <laughs> like, we knew that something was on the way. And it's going to keep on coming and keep on coming. So I think we just need to look at more avenues, read more, try to go find it. You know, Google, yo, when the next midterm, you know, instead of waiting for them to tell us. Because if we wait, they're not going to show us. They being the oppressors. Facts, facts. Build back better. Okay. This is President Biden's plan to rebuild the middle class. All right. So President Biden believes that there's no greater economy engine in the world than the hard work and integrity of American people. But for too long, the economy has worked great for those at the top, while working families get squeezed. President Biden promised to rebuild the backbone of the country, the middle class, so that this time everyone comes along. All right. And he's calling this the build back better okay plan so just a couple of things uh from this plan all right um the most transfer transformative investment in children and caregiving in generations offers universal and free preschool for all three and four year olds the largest expansion of universal and free education since states and communities across the country established public high school 100 years ago all right um, delivers affordable, high-quality care for older Americans and people with disabilities in their home while supporting the workers who believe in this care, all right? And provides 39 million households up to 3,600 or 300 per month in tax cuts per child by extending the American Rescue Plan's expanded child tax credit. Yeah, right? I remember when they implied that. Right? A couple other things. The largest effort in combat climate climate change in American history, all right? So, ensures clean energy technology from wind turbine blades to solar panels to electric cars uh, will will be built in the United States with American-made steel and other materials creating hundreds of thousands of jobs for people, all right? Um, Advances uh, environmental justice through a clean clean energy and and sustainability um, uh, uh, accelerator that will invest in projects around the country while delivering 40% of the benefits of investment to disadvantaged communities as part of the President's Justice 40 initiative. Now again, disadvantaged communities. Hmm. Alright. That could be poor white communities. Literally. We, we talked about this before. Said that. We talked about this before. Right? The biggest expansion of affordable health care in a decade. That's interesting. Um, right. Because I think Obama was still in this decade, but whatever. Right. Uh, reduces prescription drug costs. Should have happened. Yeah. Strengthens the Affordable Care Act and reduces premiums for 9 million Americans. Wow, only 9 million. Okay. Side note, the Affordable Care Act is what was Obamacare. Obamacare. 
that folks are trying to get rid of when it's called the Affordable Care Act. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yep. Also expands Medicare to cover uh, hearing benefits. All oh, right. that's good. Yep. Also, the Build Back Better framework is fully paid for. Um, so it, so within that framework, again, uh, it stops large profitable corporations from paying zero in tax, in tax corporations uh, that buy back stock rather than invest in the company. Okay, stops rewarding corporations for sh uh, shipping jobs and profits overseas. Excuse me. Ask the highest income Americans to pay their fair share. And invest in enforcing our existing tax laws so the wealthy uh, pay what they owe. All right. Now, rewind back to the highest asking the highest American, uh, so, excuse me, the highest income Americans to pay their fair share. Right. So the Build Back framework includes a new surtax of the income of multimillionaires and billionaires, the top 0.02% of the Americans. It would apply a 5% rate above income of 10 million. Mm. And additionally, 3% above 25 million. Okay. Now, let's do some math real quick. 25 million. That's a lot of cheese. 3% mm -hmm. of that is only $750,000. Makes sense. Now, you mean to tell me that person that has $25 million is only going to lose $750,000. Do you know how much they are left with, Sir Chief? 24, 24 million yeah. and $250,000. Ooh. Chief, hit me with a hit me with something, man. Hit me, hit me, hit me with <laughs> twenty-four million two hundred and fifty thousand dollars that mm. they are left with. Really makes a dent. Go get that three percent. Mm. Go get that five percent. Mm. How about adding a zero to that? Yo, you ain't getting that because we getting that zero thirty percent. 15%. Now, now, now let's see what 30% would be on, on 25 million. Let's let's just let's just see, shall we? Now that is 7.5 million dollars. That makes a little bit more sense, at least. Now you would be left with if you have your 25 million dollars. In the 16 range. 17.5 million dollars. That's still a lot of cheese. That is a lot of cheddar. If you just add a zero. And you made, that's off of what you made. So you already got money in the bank before the 25 million came in. So you mean to tell me that Jeff Bezos, mm. when we see the, the, the E on the calculator, of how much I money couldn't believe that. Has, I couldn't believe this that. This man has at least over a billion dollars, right? Crazy. No, even more than that. Let's yeah. say 10 billion. Let's just say 10. Okay. Let's say 10 billion, right? You mean to tell me he is only going to get taxed? Three hundred million of that. Wow. So out of the ten billion, mm. 
this man will only lose, that he will still be left with, $9.7 billion by 3%. Oh my gosh, bro. Now, we are not highlighting this to just go in or calculate people's money. We're highlighting this because when you dig deeper into... What I just read as far as the headlines are, if you really read deeper into what percentages are going to be this and who's going to get taxed that and what percentage goes to the hood and what percentage goes to the schools and what percentage goes to the hospitals and healthcare and this and that, shit really don't add up. Mm. It ain't adding up to me. Mm. Again, going to unprivileged communities. You know what that means. 65%. Of white people live in this and live in this country. At least forty percent of those white people are poor. Mm. Mm. So, what does the census tell you? That they're going to get more of that help than the thirteen percent of the black community. That in eleven percent of that that are poor. They're going to get that help, not the people that really need it. Not always because as D.L. Hughley said. And Chris Rock. White people, y'all had a full hundred years stop. <laughs> if you're poor right now, sorry for you. Because <laughs> you had a full hundred years start to get this shit right. <laughs> and y'all fucked us over because y'all wanted to be made. And y'all that fucked us over, the Klan and the, the poor rights and all that, y'all, y'all are the same teachers and police officers that are going to be affected by a lot of this shit in here. Mm. Now, did Trump have a plan to help the poor community? That platinum plan? (laughs) The joke he got from Ice Cube? Facts. Build back better act people. You know, Chief, you got any thoughts? Yes, I'll say this. A lot of that stuff sounds good in there, especially with the climate change. You know, we we it's hard to work if your climate is changing for the worse, <laughs> literally. So I'm glad he's emphasizing something. When it comes to stuff like this, though, we don't truly benefit off of these acts. You know, these these initiatives. You know, right. these agendas. We really don't benefit off of it like we're supposed to, you know. A lot of folks is getting true laws that's attached straight to them. But when it's when it's coming to building us back better, we don't really truly get that, you know. Um, so it's like, what's the angle on this? Why now? Hmm. Who are you truly trying to save with this? And we're just getting mixed in because we're the minority. We just so happen to get some of the pie, right. you know. When we owed a lot. And they say, you know, you shouldn't say that about the world. Like, that world don't owe you nothing. But it's just tough when they try to loop us in with acts like this. When they know we don't benefit off of it like we're supposed to. Like, I think it said, like, helping with education. You know, I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, free health care. You know, I think it said daycare, preschool, yeah. That's fine, but have you been to the hood and saw how the preschools were? Hmm. Are we going to build the preschool first before we give them free preschool? Or we just saying that because we know they just going through this prison to, I mean, from school education to prison pipeline. 
You know, like we just throw them there. We gave them free education. Are you going to give us new books with that free education mm-hmm. with this bill back better? Everything should go under this plan. Hey, this school has been run down. Lunch is bad. Are you going to clean this whole school up while I'm while I'm benefit? I don't think they're going to really do that. Right. And that's what I have a problem with, with yeah. acts like this. Facts. And it just targets directly middle class. Right. But again, you wanted all black people to vote for you. You said, you know, if they didn't vote for you, they are not black. So where within this bill are you helping black, poor, middle class specifically or Latino? Mm-hmm. Alright. What's trending in the DMV, people? Interesting story. Uh, you know, so uh, a few of the January 6th uh, terrorists um, are, you know, slowly but surely being taken to court, prosecuted, etc. Alright, some of them, you know, they don't have enough for bond, so they, you know, are, are sitting in D.C. jails right now. Well, couple of those defendants and their supporters are attacking D.C. Uh, and Mayor Bowser in particular because of the unsanitary and abusive conditions within D.C. jails. Okay? So Mayor Bowser has decided quickly to take action to resolve these issues. Hmm. That's interesting, Mayor Bowser, that, you know, we see situations all across America, particularly right now what's going on in Rikers Island. Oh, my goodness. Where prison conditions are absolutely horrible. Yet, when you get terrorists, white terrorists, who stormed a federal building... On January 6, 2001, in retaliation to Trump losing the election because they were mad and because they were ordered by Trump. Yep. Invertly or whatever, however you want to put it. Now, all of a sudden, we want to strike a deal to improve prison conditions when you've had, you know, black prisoners in jail. You know, for some of them for minor offenses, drug offenses, things like that, for decades, and having improved the conditions. But now that you get supporters of these terrorists and these terrorists themselves saying that the conditions are unsanitary and abusive, now we want to act. All right, a federal judge um, later found that both uh, the jails within DC, the jail wardens, uh, and the director of corrections, all right, we're in contempt of court, okay? We're in contempt of court, all right? The Justice Department announced they plan on transferring 400 federal prisoners from a from among a total population of about 1,500 to another facility in Pennsylvania because of these conditions. So, wow, they can leave D.C. where they terrorize a federal building. They can easily be transferred because they complain about about the conditions. Yet, you got all them brothers in Rikers Island sleeping with rats in their own feces. But nobody's helping them out. 
And I only, or why this is significant as well, because Mayor Bowser is a black woman. <laughs> and these same supporters of these criminals and these criminals themselves were attacking Mayor Bowser back in January when all this stuff was going down. That's why she was quick to put up the Black Lives Matter on the streets and all of this and stand, you know, we stand together in D.C. and da-da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. But yet, you're quick to do this? I'm glad you said that. It's like, it literally points to the people who got the strings above her. Literally the mindset of rehab and correct. Oh, y'all, okay, yeah, let's send them to rehab. And I said, no, no, no. Ain't that Amy Amy Winehouse? It's like, it's literally, if, if you didn't see uh, The Hate You Give, literally, I think her name, the, the, the character, the, uh, the main character, the girl, I think her name is Amanda Steinberg or something in real life. Um, but in The Hate You Give, she spoke about that. She stood on the car. Issa Rae was there, too, in that movie. And she was pretty much saying how we speaking, but they just don't hear us. I guarantee you those guys in D.C. were saying all of this 40 to 50 years ago. But they get in here. It's like when I go where I work. Literally, I was seeing a whole bunch of congestion on the street. Bikes trying to go one way, people trying to go. Next thing you know, they get a bike lane. It's like they able to come together, talk to the people, and they will stop the whole traffic down a week later to give them what they want. It's a literal case of even um, back in the day, they used to say that uh, black folks can, um, they got a higher pain tolerance. So if they saying they hurt, don't really listen to them. It's that same thing. Like, how can they get shipped to a better facility? You know, after running, like you said, into a federal building. Case in point, they get the rehab, we get the correction. They think we need correction. They think they need, uh, they being the oppressors, they need rehab. It's, it's simple, man. It's, and it's crazy to say. Mayor Bowser also stated, uh, we all agree, everyone who is in our jail or under our supervised care should be treated humanely and have safe conditions. She also added that she welcomed the attention and the resources to address any deficiencies at D.C. facilities. Top five or top ten, man. That, that, that's that's good. That's people, deep, people, that is our HL news. <laughs> people, people, this is the HL podcast episode 89. We're about to get into our top five or ten. Yep. So we saw a post on ESPN that had, you know, some of the greatest sports what ifs, mm-hmm. right? So it just, you know, you, you draw inspiration. It just made me think of the greatest NBA what ifs of right. all time. Wow. All right. Or at least of our members, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Maryland's own Kevin Durant. Yeah. What if Kevin Durant never went to Golden State? Dang. Did they win the championship next Stay year? Okay, man. Yes. They was up three one on them guys, man. It only take it take one more season. People don't like the slow cooker approach, man. And it's like, I mean, you know, maybe Russ and Harden was kind of tough to play with. But sometimes you got to just fight through that stuff, man, you know? But we just different characters. I think they win. I think they win. And then if he wins and go to Golden State, okay. But at least you won in OKC first. Man, should have came to D.C.? <laughs> it would have been John Wall, Bradley, Bill, and Kevin. That would have been crazy. 
and you would have been back home. Yeah. MJ, had he never took those two years or a year and a half years off and actually played Houston That'd in be those tough. two finals. That'd be tough. The Bulls played the Rockets in those two finals. That'd and, be tough. And, and like LeBron, Jordan would have went to eight straight finals. Yeah. So would he have been 8-0? Would he have been 7-1, 6-2? We'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. That'd be tough because them boys out out Houston, bro. They had Olajuwon, they had Drexler, <laughs> they had Ori, they had <laughs> Kenny Cassell, Smith. Kenny Smith. Man. They had a squad. They and were they, and tough. They were tough. And they were tough. So That's a big what if. That's a huge one. Yeah. Huge one. Talked about Kyrie Irving a little bit earlier. Had he never left Cleveland. At least one more ring. At least. At least one more ring. Yeah, because that, like we just saw LeBron's highlights, that 2018 team. Mm. The 17 team, all right, everybody, you know, go to state, of course, added Durant. Yeah. Cleveland was healthy. Yeah. And they pulled out one game in that series. I think it was game two. Right. Um, but that 18 team with just LeBron, had they kept Kyrie, they were rolling. He had that team as the fourth seed. They had to beat the fifth seed in the first round, which was Indiana. Yep. Then they had to beat number one Toronto, yep. which they swept. That was Kyle Lowry and DeRozan. That was right before DeRozan and Kawhi switched. Yep. And then next year Toronto got their title. Yep. Then had to play the second seed Boston Celtics. Mm. Boston wins the first two. Yep. LeBron has to go a game seven in Boston. And pulls that out. Oh my gosh, watching those highlights was like that team wow. was rolling. Had they had Kyrie Irving, that would have mm. just added an extra 20, 25 points. Easy. Easy. And decision making and playmaking. Easy. At least another ring. Facts. Kobe Bryant, a lot of people don't know this, but Kobe Bryant, I think right before his MVP season of 2008, rest in peace to Kobe too. RP Kobe. Could have been traded to the Chicago Bulls. Alright? You know, we all know, you know, he loves Michael Jordan and said, you know, without in that documentary, the last dance, without you don't get from me right. what you get without him. Right. So him going to Chicago, that would have just been well, we that would have been huge. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, a couple of years later, guess who comes to Chicago now? Who knows if Chicago would have had the number one pick right. and got Derrick Rose. Right. But imagine. It's still what if. I can only imagine. That, that would have been a squad Ooh. that would have contended against the Miami Heat. Yes. Them would have been some battles. For real. Man, that's cold. Yeah. Uh, Shaq, had he stayed in Orlando with Penny Hardaway. They probably would have won. Yeah, I think, I think they would have eventually broke through. Maybe that... 99 season. Yeah. Uh, when the Knicks, you know, was the AFC, made it all the way against the Spurs. Yeah. I think they could have broke through maybe that year. I agree. Um, they had the firepower that yeah. year. They had a young Shaq and a young Penny, man. What? All they needed was just some, some more shooters. Right. They had, uh, what's the name, Smith. Mm-hmm. They had him as a shooter. Yeah, they did need another one. Yeah, they needed a couple more shooters. And they had Horace Grant. Yeah, they did yeah, have like, Horace they Grant. Had a, they had a squad. Yeah. This, is, this was a big one. Portland, 
Okay. Now, people who don't know history, a lot of people remember that Portland drafted Sam Bowie in 84 over Michael Jordan. All right. They figured they had Clyde Drexler. They had their guard. They didn't want to get another two guard, so they went with size. Crazy. Sam Bowie, I think, only played two years, three years. And, of course, we know what happened with Michael Jordan. Even the number one pick that year, Akeem Olajuwon. Right. right? And a couple other guys went that year. Uh, I think it was Barkley was in that draft. John Stockton was in that draft. A lot of heavy hitters in that draft. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know and realize that later on down the road, when did, when did, when did, when did he come in the league? 06? 07. 07. In 2007. 07. They had the first pick again. And again, they had, I think they had Brandon Roy. Yeah, at the they time. had Brandon Roy. Um, so they were trying to go with size. Greg Oden at Ohio State led that team to the championship. I forget who they lost to that year. I forget. But him and Connolly, they led them to the, the finals. It may have been Florida mm. with Joe Kim and Oh, them. yeah. I think it was them. Corey Brewer. Uh, Hal oh, Horford. Ed Horford, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Florida that they lost I think to. you're right. Yeah, that's, yes. That's why yeah, I was that was, they won. Yeah. Florida went back to back. Heck, yeah. Um, but they had a chance to draft Kevin Durant. Ridiculous, bro. You had a chance at two times in your history to get game changers. If I didn't get LeBron, man, if I didn't get Jordan, and I got a, I can't mess it up again. I can't pass on Kevin. This man, Kevin Durant, was the player of the year. As a, I think the first freshman to win player of the year. He started really the trend of freshmen starting to win players of the year. Right. At, and while he was at Texas. Yep. That's tough. Very tough. Because they could have had, because the year before, they had, actually, they had Brandon Roy and LaMarcus Aldridge. They did. Because Aldridge, I think, came out in 05. They did have Aldridge. You're right. Young. So they could have had Brandon Roy, Kevin Durant, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Woo! And then later on, of course, Brandon Roy, if he had still gotten hurt. Then, oh, by the way, who did who did they get that kid from Oakland? Man, you got Dane. What you mean? <laughs> you got Dame out there. And I don't think Durant would have left Dame. No. I don't, I don't think he would have left that. Not dang. We hope he wouldn't have left that. Yeah, facts. Jerry Krause. We just mm. talked about him as well. Never prematurely fired Phil Jackson before the 98 season. Man, they probably got another one too. MJ <laughs> has been quoted in that last dance to say, had everybody would have signed a deal, yes. Have I would have come back, 99, yes, to go for the seventh. Had Rodman, yes. Kerr, yes. All those guys would have came back. He said, Scottie Pippen, had to do some convincing. Right. But he probably would have came back as well. I think he would have. So to just prematurely say, you know, this is, it doesn't matter if he goes 82 and 0. Crazy. This is his last season. That doesn't make sense to me. And, oh, by the way, they haven't sniffed the finals since then. They've been to the conference finals when they had Derrick Rose. No finals appearances since. No. So. Dang. Another big one. Chris Paul. Wow. Had he had been traded to the Lakers. Blocked by the league. So you Crazy. couldn't you couldn't do those big time trades like you are now. That's because the league owned the um Hornets at the time because of the uh Katrina. Yep. So the league actually owned that team. And uh David Stern. David Stern said no sir. That's why I think if he was here now, he would have been saying no sir. Oh no. Nah. Yeah no nah. he, he would have realized now you know especially how the league has changed, how that probably would have helped the league. Right. 
uh, in a marketing sense. Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant, mm. and then you had Pau Gasol in yes. Crazy, bro. That would have been tough. Man. That would have been tough. We wouldn't be talking about Chris Paul. We'd be like, yo, Chris Paul up there. <laughs> he would have got some rings. Facts. And another big, not necessarily what if, but did it really happen? Hmm. There's always been a conspiracy that Will Chamberlain never scored 100 points in the game. Do you believe that? Now, the game was not nationally televised, all right? Took place in a town in West Virginia. Um, So, you know, I I think they were playing the Knicks, if I recall. I forget why they were playing in West Virginia, but there is speculation. Again, because it wasn't televised, there was a radio broadcast that said, you know, Chamberlain scores 100 or what have you, and then you see the sign with him holding it up. But there's still always that... Yeah. Because 100 points in an NBA game. With no threes. With no threes. But, you know, you see the stats. I think he had, you know, at the free throw line, he took like 30 free throws. Crazy, bro. And then, you know, went, uh, I think it was like 30 for 50 from the field. Crazy. <laughs> from the field. Some crazy shit like that. He had blocks, steals. Like, like blocks he's, didn't even count. Man, like, that's crazy. Crazy, but mm. that's a that's a... Always been a question. Did he score the 100 points? Because, of course, you know, Kobe was the closest since. 81. But, like you said, we're adding the three-point line, and nobody has done it yet. Even Jordan, even Kobe, LeBron, Karl Malone, all those guys, you know, Kareem, none of those guys were able to do it. Just bears the question. Just it does. Bears the question. I see where you're coming from just, on that. Just, just bears the question. Yeah. Out of all of these, which one stuck out to you? Man, that's a great question. I'll say... I'd be honest and say if Kyrie never left Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that one is because of like what transpired afterwards. You know, like you said before, like how did that camaraderie, that brotherhood, where did that go? If he stayed, LeBron might still be in Cleveland right now. They mm-hmm. probably just be rolling in Cleveland, just mm-hmm. building a whole economy. Or told him to come with him to LA. Or told him, <laughs> right, exactly. Yo, I'm going to LA. I got these business moves, brother. I need you to come out here with me. I think he would have came too. Yep. So I, I think that one that one is humongous, especially at that time, and we actually got to see it mm-hmm. and live that. And Kyrie was cold in the finals before, you know. So for him to come back and we expecting that again, it would have been cold to see. You know, mm-hmm. that's a major what if in my life. What about you? Um, I'm gonna go with MJ because never you know, taking the two years we, off. We saw LeBron do it, and he's been playing since. You know, it, that's that's always gonna be. A question. That's you know, you did not play those Houston teams, and after you came back, then they those teams started to dissolve, and then they went and got you know the original, uh, another original big three in Charles Barkley right. teamed them up with Drexler and Elijah. Yeah, Mark. he was old at the time. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that. What if? Could he have won eight? Could they have went eight and zero? Oh? Right. You like, never know. That, then he would have undoubtedly have been the greatest of all time. Mm. Mm. So that that one to me. Yeah, I like that one. People, people, as we always like to do it, end the show a little bit around rock. What you got for him, G? I actually don't have anything today. I will say this. Um, just, you know, some thoughts, you know, that just come into my head. Some some food for thought. Um, you know, it's a crazy time out here, man. Yeah. Um, it's a crazy time, you know. Like we alluded to, people aren't working, don't want to work, scared to work, people scared to be out and about still, 
more and more you're seeing it now. Um, a lot of people vaccinated, unvaccinated, lying about being vaccinated. Um, you know, there's, there uh, are still a lot of attacks on women, especially our black women. Yeah. Um, there's been like a lot of crazy clips, you know, uh, brothers, you know, you know, almost terrorizing our black women, man. Yeah. Um, it's just, a, you know, it's a scary and weird time, man. And, you know, as I reflect, man, you know, I'm just asking and praying for everybody to be safe. Uh, you know, safe with your health, safe with, you know, how you protect yourselves and your family. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, as we were talking about, you know, watch, you know, watch what you watch, watch what you are putting on your body into your mind, mm. right? Because, uh, you know, all of this, you know, is a temple. Um, you know, fact. especially the mind um, and what you put in it, uh, you know, will stick with you. And particularly what we are feeding our children. Amen. Okay. What we're already screwed up. Okay, <laughs> we have no hope. <laughs> All right, some of us rather. All right, we're now you know especially we're speaking from perspectives of being in our thirties now, lived through our twenties, lived through our teens. You know, there are certain things that are just going to be a part of us. All right, um, but our children—they are the hope, as we say, they are the future. But we can start with them right now and polluting their minds with economics mm. and history mm. and understanding business, mm. understanding, you know, how to open up a bank account, all those mm. things that we talk about, mm. right? Uh, feeding their minds with, you know, going back to history with, you know, there were black kings and queens and, you know, and there are other historical figures other than Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks and Malcolm X and, 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 and teaching them about military history, about wow. economics, about... Yeah. Um, educational history wow. right uh, you know they need to know about the Boer versus Brown and mm. they're a good marshal and you know all of these different things mm. right they need to know that Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't the first recipient of the uh, Nobel Peace Prize the first black recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize right mm. you know teach them about you know film and, and you know and not just will be the greatest actor or actress or music and not just be the greatest rapper but you could be an engineer and doing this right That's you fact. can you can be a director behind us you can there's a whole bunch of different things right that we can pollute our children's minds with that is positive mm. right so mm. uh, again we have no hope <laughs> you know but our children do right facts let them be great give mm. them a chance mm. well said brother. rock man well said brother people people that is episode 89. We thank yeah. everybody for listening and tuning in as always. Thank everybody for their support, um, you know, of the dopest podcast in the DMV. Again, appreciate everybody listening to us on our HL Weekend Vibes. Mm. Today's date was November 13, 2021. Yeah. Again, we're all presented to you all by the Harris Firm Willpower Innovations. People, please check out um, us on IG, Facebook, TikTok, all of our previous episodes and interviews on our YouTube channels the HL Podcast, and the EEM Network, and all major podcast platforms. 88 is out right now. 89 yeah. will be coming out this week. Yeah. People, people, as we always like to do in the show, I am Amrock. That is Chief. Hmm. And Chief, as we always like to say, we are out. <laughs>